to new heights tonight, and it's really just, um, I'll begin first with a thank you, uh, a very special thank you to Rabbi Shor, who has been so wonderful in coordinating all of these incredible details, <laughs> a, an incredible yashkoach, a thank you to Rabbi Berman, who really is the shepherd of the entire operation here in Eretz Yisrael, and does so many things, things that I never even knew that OU Israel was doing. Baruch Hu, she just give you incredible hatzlacha to continue at Odessa Kodesh. And I also want to give a very special thank you to my good father, Mayor Raskis, who Baruch Hashem has been working so hard to try to put together so many of the details. So a, a little bit about what hopefully we'll accomplish tonight, because before you do anything in life, you always have to know what's your avoda, what's your tachlis, what's your purpose, and what's your mission. So of course I have to say that you know, I sure mentioned that every time I come to Eretz Yisrael, I have the great schos to speak in this room and deliver shiurim in different times. I think over the years, probably, I, th- I think I've hit every preemptive slot, Baruch Hashem, on the calendar. But uh, being here in this room tonight is especially meaningful because this is the first time in close to two years that I'm here in Eretz Yisrael with my family. If I say that uh, the feelings are are the feelings are overwhelming, Baruch Hashem, we just got here Arab Shabbos on Thursday night, and to be able to dive in Mairev by the Kotel, to bring in a beautiful Kabbalah Shabbos with a beautiful Karabach minion by the Kotel. This morning I dove in, in the tunnels in the beautiful shul, right by the Kodesh Hakadoshim. Zohar to give a drasha. They didn't know it was a drasha. It was supposed to be a vart, but it, it turned into a drasha. It turned into a drasha, like a shabbat drasha. I'm talking about. And Mamish, uh, we're looking at Harabayas, and then to come here tonight. And what a special night! What a special night! Matzah Shabbos. You know, the Bashem Tavakodesh says people think that the holy of the holiest is Shabbos Shalashudis, the Zohar writes, is like the Yichud room. Shabbos is a chasana, it's a wedding with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Shalashudis is Kodesh Kadoshim, it's the Yichud room. You know what a chasana? Chasana and Kala, everybody's there, hundreds of people celebrating. But of course, it's only when the chasana and Kala are alone with each other in the Yichud room that they get to really spend those first few moments as a married couple together. 
So the Vashem says, that's Shalashudis. But he says, everybody thinks Shalashudis is the holiest time. But the truth is, really, the holiest time of the week, Vashem Dabar Kaddish says, is Malava Malka. Because what's Malava Malka? Malava Malka is you spend an entire Shabbos with the Ribbon Shalom. And you say, Ribbon Shalom, I don't want the Chasana to be over. I don't want the closeness to be over. And so we're Mamshech. We go ahead and we pull it with us into the brand new week. We make Havdalah, we say, Baruch Hamadlu Ben Kodesh Lachal. We still try to retain that beautiful Kiddusha, that beautiful holiness, that beautiful warmth, that beautiful connection. And to be here with all of you, Baruch Hashem, in this beautiful place, in this holy place, Malava Malka, we're being Mamshech, we're bringing the Kiddusha of Shabbos with us into the week. And it's not Elin Regula Matzeh Shabbos, it's Erev Chanukah. Erev Chanukah. And the Svarim write that what's even holier than Yom Tev itself is Erev Yom Tev. Because like the Gemara says, Mishatarach be'erev Shabbos yochal b'Shabbos. If you do the right work on Erev Shabbos, you'll have a beautiful Shabbos. If you don't work on Erev Shabbos, you're not going to have a Shabbos. You want a beautiful Yom Tev? A beautiful Yom Tev requires work on Erev Yom Tev. And that's what we're here tonight to do. We're here to work, not manual work, not physical work, but the work of the heart, the work of the heart, the work of the neshama. So what we're going to try to do tonight is to prepare ourselves for Hanukkah. Because Hanukkah is the, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but Hanukkah is the yomtiv of rededication. It's the yomtiv that tells us that no matter how much the mikdash has been defiled, you could always go ahead and redeem it. You could always lift it up. Erev Hanukkah. All of us together, the truth is, the only thing missing is Mashiach. Everything. The bagels are here already. <laughs> Everything is here. Everything is here. We're here. Mendy's here. The music is here. And maybe, maybe Amir Tashem, if we do our Avodah right tonight, maybe by the end of the evening, even before benching, will lead us in that most beautiful Rabosai Nevarech. But until then, what we'll do for the next little bit together is we're going to sing together. So Mendy's going to lead us. Maybe we'll start with something heartsick, something heartfelt to get us in the mood. And we'll do some interspersed Divrei Torah with some Shira. I encourage everyone to join in. You know, sometimes when we're in a group, people feel a little bit inhibited about singing. It's okay. That's why they dim the lights. It's, it's not to create the ambiance. You can sing. No one's, yeah, I agree, but uh, they're eating. So uh, don't allow yourself to be inhibited. Life is too short to be inhibited. Life is too short not to sing. And life is too short not to be in touch with your neshama. So let's get ready for Hanukkah together. Let's welcome our Kaddish Baruch into the new week together. Let's sing together. Let's learn together. And let's grow together. <coughs> Oh, 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 oh. 
Good to luck, everyone. Just to share with you a short idea. You know, in the parsha, we read about the incredible story of Yosef interpreting the dreams of his fellow inmates, his fellow prisoners in jail. Torah introduces us to the butler, to the baker. And Torah Dosha tells us, you know the story, that the Sarah Mashkim, the butler, tells Yosef, I had a dream, and in my dream, he says to Yosef, I'll take this outside, bless you. So the, that was my wife, I have to say that. It was just our 25th wedding anniversary. comes to Yosef. He says to Yosef, I had this dream. And in this dream, there were three vines. And he says, And I took the, I took the grapes and I squeezed the grapes into the cup. And I had the paro of his cup. Okay? Yosef hears the dream. The baker also tells him a dream. And the baker says, I also had a dream. And in my dream, there are three baskets filled with baked goods sitting on top of my head. And the birds were eating from the top basket. And of course, you know, Yosef interprets both dreams. And Yosef tells the butler, the three vines represent three days, but in three more days, you'll once again be serving paro. You'll once again be going ahead and squeezing the grapes. Once again, be serving him the wine. And to the baker, he said, in three days, unfortunately, you're going to be executed. And Rav Al-Khan Wasim and Hashem Yikom Damo asks a simple question. He says, how did Yosef know how to interpret the dreams differently? In other words, when you read the dreams, at first glance, they both really appear to be the same basic idea. There's the metaphor of three, and both of the dreams are related to each individual's occupation. Right? The butler has his grapes, the baker has his baskets of bread. So how does Yosef Atzadik know how to interpret the dreams independently, differently from one another? And of course, the Pashup shot, the simple answer is that it was Ruch HaKodesh, it was Nevuah. Yosef was given these interpretations. Ruch HaKodesh says something so beautiful. He says, if you look at the dreams, you'll notice that they have two dramatic different elements. In the butler's dream, the wine steward is active. He's taking the grapes. He's crushing the grapes. He's pressing the grapes, creating the wine. In the baker's dream, He's passive. He's sitting or he's standing. The baskets are on top of his head and the birds are eating from the baskets. And says, explains that where there is passivity, there is death. And where there is activity, there is life. Yosef understood the fact that the butler in his dream was squeezing the grapes. That was indicative that he was going to be restored to his former position. 
or that the baker was passive and the bread, the birds were simply eating off his head. That passivity represents death. And Rav Hanan Wasserman expands on this idea and he says so beautifully that life is all about growth. Life is all about movement. Life is all about what's next. And the moment that I'm standing in place, the moment that I'm standing still long enough that the birds could eat off my head, says Rav Hanan Wasserman, is the moment that it's clear that life has come to an end. Life is all about dynamic activity. What can I grow? What can I do? What's my next accomplishment? What's the next race? What's the next finish line to cross? And his sort of Melech Bitterman says so beautifully, he quotes this idea, and he builds on it. He quotes the base, he saw the rubber from Gur, who says, quotes the beautiful Gemara, the Gemara Masech Shabbos that says, when the Chashmonaim came to the base Hamikdash, the Gemara says, they came to the base Hamikdash, when the Chashmonaim came to the Mikdash, they looked around, but ku they looked around and all they were able to find was one jug of oil. One jug of oil, munach, intact. With the seal of the Kohen Gadol. And the Beis Yisrael says, do you know what the most important word in that Gemara is? The most important word is batku. They looked. They searched. Because, dear friends, think about this for just a moment. Imagine you're one of the Chashmonim and you walk into the Beis HaMikdash and you see it, a total wreck, totally defiled. Right? The Mizbeach is broken and defiled. The menorah is gone. There's nothing there. Idols, all kinds of things that shouldn't be in a Mikdash are there. I think most of us would walk in there and we'd simply turn around. We'd simply walk out. Because it must have been an overwhelming and horrifying sight. But what did the Chashmonayim do? Batku, Batku, they searched. Says the Beis Yisrael, they did something. Because life is all about doing something. Life is all about dynamic activity. Batku, says the Beis Yisrael, Ha'ikr, Shabbatku. Why do we have Hanukkah? Why do we have Yom Tov of Hanukkah? Because a group of courageous men decided that instead of just walking away because things looked too difficult, but they tried to find that jug of oil. And the truth is, you see this symbolism throughout Hanukkah. We have the minag we know to play dreidel. And the stasemis, another one of the Gerebis, says so beautifully, says, what's the power of dreidel? The power of dreidel is one little flick of the wrist creates so much movement. You see, life is not about heroic activity. Life is not about doing something that's going to show up on the front page. There are some people who that's their tachlis. Most of us, the Shmarapu doesn't expect heroic activity from us. What does he expect from us? Badku. Search for something. Play the dreidel. Not I mean literally also, but metaphorically. Flick the wrist. All you have to do is a little bit something. And a little something creates so much incredible momentum. <laughs> you know, one of the most incredible machlokes in Bachanika is machlokes Besham Beisilo. We're all aware of this. And what's the machlokes Besham Beisilo? So Beisham says that on the first night of Hanukkah, you start with eight candles. 
and you continue to go ahead and make your way down <coughs> over the course of the night. So the last night of Hanukkah, you end up with one. And Beisilol says, you start with one and you work your way towards eight. What's the Moshe the Gemara? Beishamai says, Poches v'holech. You start with eight, Poches, and then you continue your way down. Beisilol says, Mosif v'holech. You start with one and you make your way up. But dear friends, you'll notice both Beisham and still use the same word, which is Holich. It could be a machlok is eight to one, one to eight, but one thing is for sure, you got to always be moving. You have to always be moving in life. So much better to be a Sarah Mashkin than a Sarah Ofen. Our job in life is to be Badku. Our job in life is to play dreidel. Our job in life, whether you're Poches or Holich, Mosif or Holich, Sometimes, you know, I'm going down. Sometimes I'm going up. You know what's interesting in life? Is you know that it's better to be going down than to be going nowhere at all. I know that sounds counterintuitive. It's better to make mistakes than to stagnate. Because at least if I make mistakes, I'm moving somewhere. Granted, it's the wrong direction. But no bad movement or negative movement is better than no movement. And isn't this the assault of Hanukkah? You ever wonder to yourself, what are we celebrating? What are we celebrating on this Yantiv? That a little cruise of oil remained lit, remained lit for, for eight days? Let's be honest, in our history of miracles, it's not like one of the big ones, right? It's not even one of the big 20, right? There are so many better miracles that we don't even really commemorate than a little bit of oil. Kashbarakul said oil burns. Because said, oil burns, oil burns for one hour, burns for eight days. It doesn't really matter. It's all the same tzivoy habore. What is it that we are... I made it from the airport to Yushalayim in less than an hour. That's a bigger miracle, right, than a jug of oil remaining lit for eight days. Right? So what's, what's the pshat? What, what is he ever wonder about this? You know, we go through the details, we go through the mechanistic motions of our Yiddishkeit, and we do it, we fulfill the mitzvahs, we check our boxes... But what is it that we're supposed to get from this yontif? Hanukkah is about halicha. It's about movement. When I show up at my menorah tomorrow night, okay, I don't want to ruin the surprise, but we pass in like Beisilo. Right? So we light one candle the first night. So when you go ahead and you show up at your menorah tomorrow night, I'm incredibly excited because for the first time in my life, first time in my life, I'm going to kindle the menorah outdoors by the entranceway of the chatzar, in the apartment that I'm staying in, which is an incredible and overwhelming zuchos. I, I can't tell you it's... I should say, I'm more excited to see my kids, Baruch Hashem, which I am, I am, I am. But after seeing my kids, the next thing I'm most excited about is the opportunity to kindle the menorah kahalacha, kahalacha, with real pursuing Nisa. What's our avoda? I show up tomorrow night at the menorah, and I'm going to light one candle. And there's one simple question. What am I doing now? What's the first step I'm making over this yantif? What's the first step? What's the first halicha? What's my personal batku? What's my personal dreidel? What, what am I doing? And every night when I kindle the menorah, each additional light has to be one additional step. Each additional night is one additional step. One additional halicha. And they don't have to be big steps. There are big steps. For one person, it might be, you know what? I'm going to speak to my spouse a little bit nicer. I'm not going to be so sharp. 
For another person that might be, you know what, I'm not going to talk during Chazar Sashats. For another person that might be, I'm going to give more tzedakah. And for another person that might be, you know what, I'm just going to be a kinder human being. Kinder human being. I'm going to be mekabel kol adam the saver panim yafo. So you know, I have to just tell you, it's a tangent for just a moment. I was walking with my boys to shul this morning. And I'll always tell you, I always, I try, much to the chagrin of my family, I try to wish everyone a good Shabbos everywhere. Like, gets a lot of weird looks. You know? But, so my wife always says, you know, you have to be careful because you don't want people to think you're, you're preaching or you're this or you're that, which, which I'm a couple. She's right. She's always right with everything. So we were walking, we were walking to show this morning and, and there are two, two guys jogging by. You know, whatever, you know, AirPods, walk, walk jogging by. So I say, you know what, I hear my wife's voice in my head. And I say, you know what, I'm going to sit this, I'm going to sit this good job out. Right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit this one out. They, walk, they, they, they run by. One of the guys says to us, Shabbat Shalom, Achim Mikarim. <laughs> and that's why I have to listen to the Ribbon Shalom and Nama. Just this one thing. To be more friendly. I thought to myself, I'm such a fool. Why, why did he get this cost of being mocked in Shalom Chaladim? Should be my cost. He owes me ten zehuvim. He took it from me. I, I, I should have gotten that. I should have gotten that. There's so many opportunities all around us for growth. So many opportunities. And I have to tell you something, because I'm just going to say this. You know, whenever I come, the, my, only, my only incredible fear and trepidation coming to the OU Center is I get one foot in the door before I get the Aliyah speech. Right? <laughs> Which, okay, I, I appreciate it. I, literally, today I didn't even get in the door. I didn't even get in the door. And I appreciate it. I appreciate it. But I just want you to know, you, precious Nashamas Razoka, to live here. Don't think that your avoda ends like when you fulfill your, when you come through Nefesh Benefesh. Your avoda doesn't end the moment you make Aliyah. Your avoda begins. See, I have an excuse. It's called Galos. It's called Galos. You have no excuses. The Shrina's here. Am Yisrael's here. Everything is here. The Jews of Eretz Yisrael have even a greater Achrayas to bring Kedusha and to bring light into this world. And that's what Chanukah is all about. Nothing heroic. Nothing dramatic. Nothing major. We have a Yomtiv because a group of valiant men decided Badku. Let's just look. Can you imagine what would have happened if they decided not to look, which would have been so understandable. They decided to look, just to look. And look what they found. Which has fueled Am Yisrael ever since. One step, one bedika, one one maisa, one little thing makes all the difference. Let's make this Hanukkah a yomtiv of these one steps, of these little things. Because little things make all the difference. We should be zolcha. That as we kindle each of the Neiros Hanukkah, that each night should not be simply a tosefes or gashmi, but it should be a tosefes or ruchni as well. Each and every day find a way to add just a little bit more light into our lives. A little bit more light into our mishkachas. A little more light into this world.
make it a Hanukkah dynamic activity and that's what's maybe that by the time our menorahs are filled with light <coughs> the world should be filled with more light and Halavai should be Zohar that by the end of this Yantif will be Zohar for all of us to go together to a rebuilt Beis HaMikdash we should be Zohar to see Arna Kohen standing there in front of the menorah in his big day Kuna. We should be Zohar Merz Hashem to see Tchiyas Amesim because all of us are waiting to be reunited with someone. We should be Zohar Merz Hashem to come together with all the generations of the past, all the generations of the future, and see the Halakas HaMenorah the way the Ripon Moshe truly wants it to be in his bias, in his home, in Merz Hashem for all eternity.
do something else from Hala. Yeah, everybody knows this one, so help me out, please. Concept throughout Hasidic literature. I'll give you a couple of incredible pieces. The Bnei Yisachar of Tzioli Malach of Dinov writes. He says, "Shad zos Chanaka, tav nisiyat pshuta lekabel shavim." Says until the end of Chanaka, the Rebbeinu Shalom's hand is outstretched to be able to receive anyone who wants to do tshuva. And listen to these words. He says. He says, Here the Bnei Yisaska says something amazing. He says, even if someone wasn't privileged to do tshuva, to have his tshuva accepted, her tshuva accepted, during Aseris Yimei Tshuva, you could accomplish on Hanukkah what you didn't accomplish in the beginning of the year. An incredibly strange idea. The Devre Chaim of Chaim of Sanz, the great Sanz Rav, says this same idea. I'm going to quote you. He says, 
Afilu osam shehem memeakve hatshuva. So the Dibri Chaim says, you know, the Rambam writes in Hilchos Shuva, in Parent Chapter 3, in Parag Gimel, the Rambam writes that there are certain people who are not able to do Shuva. Certain people who lose the gift of Shuva. Chas v'shal. People who create Chilol Hashem, desecration of God's name. Chotil machti asarabim, others who cause, people who cause others to sin. Certain people are precluded from the gift, from, or from experiencing the gift of Shuva. The Rechaim says, even those who are precluded from tshuva during Yamim Naurayim could accomplish the highest levels of tshuva on Chanukah. And he goes on, he says, He says, He says, He says, He says, just quote you, the Rechaim says, on Hanukkah, can you imagine this? Right, you ask a Jew, you ask a Jew, when do you do tshuva? What's the answer? When does a Jew do tshuva? Wrong. All the time. Correct. A Jew does tshuva, maybe you're a group of tzaddikim, I don't know. I do tshuva every single day. Like most of us, I think, have to do tshuva every day. I do tshuva every day, but like, it's kind of like when people say, every day is Mother's Day. Three times, right? Three times. Everyday Mother's Day? Yeah, right. Ask any mother. Halavai, every day should be Mother's Day. Right? Celebrate Mother's Day. Trust me. Celebrate Mother's Day. We should be Zohar, but at least one day to be Makir Tov to our mothers is very important. So we do tshuva every day. But at the end of the day, I know that the essence of tshuva takes place during a Simei Tshuva. Yeshu Hashem Bihimotzom. When he makes himself available, call out him when he's close. And like the Rambam says, that's a Sarasime Chuva. Those is Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. There's an unprecedented Hashra'as Hashchina. There's an unprecedented manifestation of the divine in this world. In fact, you know, the Rambam writes something amazing. The Rambam says that there are three books that are open during a Sarasime Chuva. There's the Sefer Achayim, the Book of Life. There's the book Sefer Amiso, Sefer Amavis, the book of death. And then there's the Sefer Habenonim, the book of the in-betweeners. Habenoni, someone who's not a tzaddik, not a rasha. So the Rambam says, so what does a Benoni do? The Rambam says, if a Benoni, a middle of the rotor, does tshuva, so he's nechtam l'chaim, he's sealed for life. Doesn't do tshuva, chas v'shalom, inscribed in the other book. And asks the Magid Mishnah, I don't understand. If I'm a Benoni, right? If, what's the imagery of a Benoni? What do the Benoni's scales look like? What do they look like? They're balanced. They're even. So think about this. What does the Benoni need to do to tilt the scales? Anything. Right? Anything. Just choose one positive thing and just do it. Why does it have to be tshuva? Why does it get, give a little extra tzedakah? Do another chaseb, another blot gimara. Why does it have to be tshuva? And the Mishnah says so beautifully, he explains, because failure to take advantage of the opportunity to do tshuva during the Yamim Noraim is in and of itself a chait. Failure to take advantage of the opportunity when the Ribbon Moshon makes himself so available and so close. Failure to take advantage of that is in and of itself an avera that Chasashon tilts the scales in an adverse fashion. So tshuva's yamim noraim. And chas v'shalom, if a person, for some reason, doesn't have access to that gift of tshuva, 
during the days when tshuva is most available. One would think that at the end of the day, that's the end of the road. Comes the Bnei Yisachar, comes the Debrei Chaim and says, no. Even if for some reason the gates of tshuva were closed to you, in Yomim Noraim, you have Chanukah. You have Chanukah. So first of all, number one, this is why you have to become a chassid. Because you will not find this anywhere but Hasidic literature. Right? So by the Hasidically challenged, you know, you know, tshuva ends, tshuva ends by Vahuracham after Ne'ila. That's it. You got it in, you're good. You didn't get it in, see in Gehenim. Right? That's the way it works. Right? But by the Hasidim, there's no such thing like that. No such thing as a Yid who is ever pushed away forever from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Sometimes you're pushed away for a little bit of time. Sometimes, like any relationship, there are times where I might love someone very much, but I can't talk to them. And I might feel that my heart is very attached to someone, but I can't exist in the same space as them. Sometimes that happens with the Rebun Shalom also. The Shabbat loves me very much, but sometimes he says, you know what? A little bit of space. And sometimes they say to the Shabbat, I love you very much, but a little bit of space. But I'm never locked out. Chanukah is the time. Or even if I couldn't do Chila, the Yom Noram, I could do it during Hanukkah. But the shadow of the question is, how does that work? And why does that work? I remember, again, the strange part about it is, Hanukkah is, is a Yom Tev right? It's a rabbinic Yom Tev. It comes from Megillah's Tainus. Right? What, what is it that Hanukkah has this power that Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, doesn't have? So I want to share with you an incredible piece by the great Tzadik, Rabbi Rabbi Nachman of Breslov. And the Rebbe says something incredible, Nekuti Halachas. The Rebbe says, you know, people think, by the way, that Rabbi Nachman, you know, sometimes you think Rabbi Nachman, you see the na-na-nach guys around. I don't know what Rabbi Nachman would have to say about that if he came back, to be honest. You know, Rabbi Nachman is true. Mitzvah Gidol Lios was Simcha Tamid, but one thing is, Rabbi Nachman had an incredibly difficult life. Incredibly difficult. Rabbi Nachman died at the age of 39. Rabbi Nachman lost a child. Rabbi Nachman suffered with illness. And he talks about his dark times in life, emotional struggles. But isn't it incredible? Rabbi Nachman taught us, like we spoke about before, that the truth is in life is all about halicha. Put one foot in front of the other. Light one more candle. Twist your dreidel. If you just keep the positive momentum in life, good things happen. So the Rebbe says in Kuti Halacha something absolutely amazing. The Rebbe says, I'm going to quote you. He says, I alluded to this before. He says, he says, the mitzvah of Ner Chanukah is betefach hasamuch lepesach. Right? The real way to perform the mitzvah of Ner Chanukah, as the Gemara says, is we kindle it outdoors. Kindle it outdoors. But we're outdoors. Tefach hasamuch lepesach. So it's interesting, there's an interesting machlokes rishonim about how to interpret that phrase. Does tefach hasamuch lepesach mean in the doorway, inside the doorway, and within one tefach, about three inches, right next to the doorway? Or does tefach, excuse me, tefach hasamuch lepesach means within one tefach in front of the doorway? So machlokes rishonim. Shulchanar Paskin is that we do it inside of the doorway, right opposite the mezuzah. But different people, you'll find different practices in different places. So the Rebbe says something amazing. He takes the interpretation that we kindle the menorah within one tefach in front of the doorway. 
Sreb says, what's the pshat? He says, V'al kein hu betefach hasamuch lepesach, ki achizosam hu rak bebechinas hapesach, ki bifnim inon yecholem lehikonis, rak eitzel bechinas hapesach. The Rebbe says, listen to this. He says, the Nir Hanukkah represents the Kiddush of Ayyid, represents the holiness of a Jew. Rav Avram Yitzchak, HaKohen Kok, Seyich writes in Enaya, he says something so beautiful. He says that that one cruise of oil, that one little jug, represents the untainted ruchnius of a Jew. That, you know, we could defile ourselves so profoundly and we could make such terrible life decisions and such big mistakes to the point that I think that I've divested myself of all of my personalistic holiness. But it's not true. No matter how terrible my mistakes, no matter how overwhelming my missteps, there's always that pach echad munach bechosamo shalkoimelder of Kuk says. There's that untouched, untainted cruise of oil that represents my holiness, my kedusha, that nothing in this world could take away. That no matter how bad the misstep, no matter how bad the mistake, and Rabbi Nachman, explaining in a similar vein, says we light the Ner Hanukkah outside the house to symbolize the idea that the mistakes we make in life only get up to the doorway of our personal existence. They never get inside. They never get inside. So my doorway may be demolished and my doorway may look terrible and my doorway may be need, may be in need of significant, significant repair. But inside the home, inside my neshama, in my penemius, is always perfect, is always beautiful. And this is the power of Hanukkah, says the Rebbe. We like the menorah, representing our Kedusha, outside of the house, symbolizing my light, my light prevents anything from penetrating all the way in. And all the way in, if you walk into my house, what will you find? Like Rav Kook says, you'll find that pach echad, that cruise of oil, that holiness that is intact, that is untainted. Because no matter how bad the mistakes are in life, no matter how overwhelming they are, we're never fully ruined. We're never fully demolished. We're never fully defiled. My personalistic idusha always remains intact. And that's why I have the power to rebuild. Because my personal jug is still there. The mistakes stop at the doorway, never fully penetrate into the personalistic home. And that's why I have the Koch to rebuild. And this is what the Debrechaim, the Bnei Yisoschar, this is what they mean when they say that Hanukkah affords us an opportunity of tshuva that we cannot accomplish during the Yamim Noraim. Because Yamim Noraim is a time where maybe because we have to be so introspective and so reflective, sometimes it's hard for us to see the good that we have inside, you know? I will tell you that I've been in the Rabbanus now, Baruch Hashem, for over two decades. 
If I tell you that before Yomim Noram, during Elul, I have at least six to seven meetings that all go the same way. Rabbi Silver, I hate the Yomim Noram. I hate the Yomim Noram. So I said, okay, fine, I'll speak shorter this year, I promise. I said, no, it's not the drushes. It's not the Bali Tfilon. It's I hate walking around with this feeling of impending doom. I hate walking around feeling that like my life hangs in the balance. And I hate walking around feeling like damaged goods. And there are so many people who walk around life feeling like damaged goods. And there are so many people who walk around feeling like an iron mensch, like I'm just not a full person. And it's a tragedy. And it's a travesty. And it's a profound mistake in whoever gave them this chinuch. But the reality is that Yamim Noraim is often an overwhelming time. It is because so much is being decided. And yes, there is life, there is death, and there is din, and there is rachamim. And there's a whole bunch of things that are happening. And sometimes for some of us, Yomim Noram is just too heavy. And sometimes we finish Ne'ilo. And you know, we dab in Mayrif. There is Mayrif after Ne'ilo. So I'm getting, I'm getting some quizzical looks over here. Yeah, this, the service is not over after. And we dab in Mayrif. And what's amazing is, we say in Shemona Esrei, Slach lano avinu ki chatano. Yvonne Shalom, I've sinned. Forgive me for I've sinned. And Ms. Vazemus, the Gerenebbe says, I just finished Ne'ila. What could I possibly have done? I, you know, maybe if you tell me I got home and I ate without a bracha or I didn't make a bracha with kavana, I'm too tired. I can't even speak Lashon Hara. Right? I, I, what could I possibly have done between Ne'ila and Marif? And the Rebbe says so beautifully, I say, I ask Hashem for forgiveness because I don't really believe that I can be forgiven. Sometimes the greatest Avera is not believing that you can be forgiven and not believing that you can start again and not believing that I don't have to be defined by the mistakes of my past. And I'm not doomed to repeat the mistakes of my past. And past performance need not be an indication of future performance. That I could become someone new, that I could do something different, that I could live differently, behave differently. And so says the Svasemes, we say, by my rib of because chances are, says the Svasemes, that most of the people in shul don't really believe that they can be forgiven. And so we come to Hanukkah. It says, the Rebbe Nachman, Hanukkah's tshuva me'ava. You know, Hanukkah, there's no heaviness. There's no heaviness. It's all simcha. It's all excitement. And it's all beauty. And it's all incredible. And it's all uplifting. 
and it's the menorahs, and it's the dreidel, and it's the presents, and it's the activities, and it's the gel, and it's the sufganiyot, which I have to say in Eretz Yisrael, I'm managed, like, <laughs> off the charts over here, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I didn't try any yet, but, uh, but I'm just window shopping. And we come to Hanukkah, and it's an incredible time for tshuva, because you don't have to be scared off by the heaviness. You don't have to be scared off by the enormity. It's tshuva me'ava. It's tshuva mishimcha. It's tshuva where I say to myself, my pach, my personal pach of holiness is intact. Aye, but what about all my mistakes? How could I say my pach is intact? What about all of my mistakes? Says the rabbi, that's why you light the menorah outdoors. To remind yourself that your mistakes only impact at most your personalistic entrance, but they never penetrate to the internals of your personalistic home. That's the power of Hanukkah. A tshuva me'ahava. And I'll tell you one last thing, with this I'll end. I mentioned this in a shir that I gave last week in my shul. Sanzarov also makes another amazing observation. And he says, you know, the mitzvah of Ner Hanukkah is to light Ner Hanukkah lamata miyud. Lamata miyud, within tent fachim of the ground. And Sanzarov says, you know, it's interesting because the Gemara says a principle. The olam lo yarda shechina lamata miyud. The shechina never went down below tent fachim. <coughs> went down below tent fachim. And so the Sanzarov says something amazing. Even, by the way, even by the Aron, right? When the, when the Shekhinah resided between the Kruvim, the lid of the Aron itself was the Malamiyot above Tent Vachim. And the Sanzarov says something amazing. He says that sometimes in life we're so lost and we don't even know how to make our way back to the Ribana Shalom. You know, lost people don't often look lost. Because many of us who are lost, and I include myself in that, are wonderful at compensating, putting on a good face. It looks like I know where I'm going. And it looks like I know what I'm doing. But inside, I'm a lost child. And sometimes we're so lost that we don't even know how to come back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And says the sons of something amazing. You know what happens on Hanukkah? We light Lamata Miyot. Because the Gemara says, The Shekhinah never goes below ten Tfachim except when it does. And when does it? On the eight days of Hanukkah. And Hanukkah, the Ribbon Shalom says, Even if you're lost, I'll come to find you. Just shoot up the flare. It's like the beacon. Just kindle your menorah. Show me where you are. Show me you want to be found. Show me you want to be found. And I promise, I'll come to get you. Dear friends, this is Hanukkah. Kodesh Baruch Hu doesn't come to get us Rosh Hashanah. He doesn't come to get us Aser Simei He doesn't come to get us Yom Kippur. He makes himself available to us, but he doesn't come to get us. But Hanukkah, he comes to get us. Shechina is Yorid Lamata Miyud. But there's one caveat, because the Allah also says, that it has to be lamalo mi gimel tfachim. 
See, I have to raise myself up a little bit. Can't just lie down on the ground and say, Shekhinah, come and get me. I have to do something. I have to be bodic. I have to spin the dreidel. I have to do something. But I don't have to do something great. I just have to get myself l'malo Just lift myself up three tfachim. If I can lift myself up just a little bit, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu will come and get me and bring me the rest of the way. Hey, but you say I'm so ruined, I'm so compromised. No. Only your externality is compromised at most. What's inside is pure, perfect, and pristine. <coughs> What's inside, your personal Pach Shemen, is Munach Bechosamo Shalkoen Gadol. And as such, says the Bnei Yisrael, says the Rechaim, this is why on Hanukkah, there's a power of tshuva that you don't even find during the Yamim Noraim. Because during Yamim Noraim, it's Dirshu Hashem, Dihimatso. Kaddish Baruch Hu says, I'm here, but you have to come find me. Chanukah Kaddish Baruch Hu says, just lift yourself up, do a little something, and I'll come find you. So we should be zocha. That tomorrow night, less than 24 hours, you could barely sleep. Who could sleep tonight? Say the Rebbe, Levi Yitzchak, Abedichev, on Matzei, Sukkis, because by Chassim, they don't put on Tvon on Chalamayit. He was unable to sleep the night after Simchas Torah. Matzei Yomtiv, Yisruchag. Couldn't wait. He would just stay, say the Chassim said, he would just sit there by the window waiting for the sun to come up that he could put on tefillin. Who could sleep tonight? It's Hanukkah. It's Erev Hanukkah. You could feel it. It's not the bagels you feel. <laughs> That's Hanukkah. That's Hanukkah you feel. There's something amazing happening in our world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is getting ready for the journey, the journey Lamata Miyot. He's getting ready to leave the Kisya Kavad and to come down to find us each of us, and tomorrow night, he's literally going place to place, menorah to menorah, yid to yid, neshama to neshama, ready to pick us all up and lift us all up, and all we have to do is want it. And all we have to do is send up the SOS flare, right, the Ner Hanukkah, and all we have to do is a little something, lift ourselves up, l'mala gimel, and he's ready to get us. So we should be zochem yer tzashem. First of all, the schuss of coming together tonight, for such a beautiful Malava Malka, for such a beautiful Shira, Yeshakach Tamendi, for the beautiful, beautiful Nikunim. Hopefully, we'll still hear a few more. Schus have come together to learn Torah together on Matzi Shabbos, on Erev Chanukah. That even if we feel that we're down and out, and even if we feel that we're so compromised that we are beyond salvation, to let the Kedusha of Chanukah fill on the Shabbos. And when we kindle our menorah and spin our treidel, both literally and figuratively, we lift ourselves up, we should be zochemir Hashem to feel the beautiful embrace of the Shechina HaKidosha. We should be zochemir Hashem to come tomorrow night. I will feel my father's arms around me. And I will feel him kissing on my forehead. And I will hear him whisper into my ear, I love you. I've missed you. And it is so good to be together with you. And we should be Zohar Mir Zasham. That that embrace should never end. And each and every day of Hanukkah, it should just get a little stronger.
a little more intense, a little more filled with love. And in Mir Tzashem, we should be zochet to take that embrace with us. Even when the Yom Tov of Chanukah is over, we should take the power of that embrace with us into the days ahead. And when we struggle, and when we falter, and when we fail, may be zochet Mir Tzashem to use the chizik of that embrace to lift ourselves up and to lead lives of greatness, of kiddusha, of holiness, and of tveikus, at me'am shalem tovos.
distinctions all right I just I said before that was the last one I just realized okay, but this is really the last one one of the interesting distinctions between when one lights inside indoors versus one lights outdoors is that when one lights outdoors so the presuming Nisa is for the people on the outside when one lights indoors as, as has become the evolved Minogin Golos is that the Prasumanisa is for the people on the inside. Fundamental distinction. And it alters, it alters how you light as well. Right? When you're lighting for the people on the inside, so you begin on the right facing the people on the inside. Outside, you'll light again as those who would be passing by your home. Sorry. Those who are passing by home would see it. So the mitzvah alters, the mitzvah changes, whether you're doing it for yourself or you're doing it for others. I know you know tonight we've spoken a lot about Chanukah as a yomtiv of personal growth, and Chanukah as a yomtiv of personal aliyah. But it's also important to always remember that for a Jew, there's no such thing as aliyah without being there for someone else. You know, and isn't it an incredible idea that the mitzvah of Ner Chanukah is really primarily not for you, right? Because think about this, you light outside, you stay there for a couple of minutes, you sing your Haneros Halalu, your Maos Sor, you stand there, and then you go inside. You go inside, which is interesting. Right? You would think, stay out there for a couple of... No, that's not that You just stay there for a little bit, and you can go inside. Because the mitzvah is not for you. The mitzvah is for someone else. Because it's important to understand that sometimes the greatest growth we could experience is not only in the things we do for ourselves, but it's the thing we do for others as well. And the Lubavitch said, Chassid once asked him, he said, Rebbe, I don't understand. The heart, the heart is the most, one of the most important parts of the body. So why is the heart on the left side? Right? The heart should be on the right. The right has chashivos. It has importance. Right? The right is always, I'm a lefty and this hurts me. Right? The, the, right, the, the right, right, it's, it's a right, it's a righty's world. Right? So, so the right always has a dominance. So shouldn't the heart be on the right? So the Rebbe says, No. That's because you think your heart is for you. When you stand opposite another Jew, your heart is on their right. Because your heart's not for you. Your heart is for your fellow. Your heart is for the other Yid. And we have to remember this, because over this Yom Tov of Hanukkah, as we're going to be zochet to do tshuva, to become real bali tshuva, to be lifted up, to again, to spin our dreidel, to be bodeg, to do the one little act, lift ourselves up from Gimel Tvachim, to recognize that our personal pach is intact, can never only become about us. 
but we should be over the course of this Yantif to reach out to others, to connect with others, to become Baal Chesed for others, to build bands of Achdus within Am Yisrael, wherever and with whoever we can. It is easy to get along with people who look like you, who believe like you, who dress like you, who identify like you, but that's not what HaKadosh Baruch Hu simply wants from us. That's a great start. But the job of a Jew is to somehow, someway, forge bonds with all kinds of Jews, to be connected with all of Am Yisrael. We are an interesting people with a whole spectrum of beautiful neshamas. And it's our job, some way, somehow, to be able to create those relationships, that achva, that reyos, and that achdus. So we should be zochem merat Hashem over the course of this yantiv to experience the personal growth, to experience the national growth. And the merat Hashem, we should be zochem, because of all of this growth, we should be zochem merat Hashem to experience a true Chanukas bayis shlishi. Mir of Yaminu. Amen.
I just want to just, just add one idea to what Rabbi Silver